The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today? Well, it's Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and Fridays culminate with a martini. Always. So we're having a mermaid gin martini, basically six to one. Six to you one. You made a six to one. Six to one. And then uh, shakes of orange bitters. Uh, stirred hundred or more times, strained straight up, and then I used this time a blood orange curl. Blood orange curl. Ooh. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Yum. Fridays are a good day. Fridays are great days. <laughs> <laughs> On so many levels, Fridays are a great day. Yeah, I like Fridays because you're home, and I get to put my collar back on. Collar on. It's so great. Yeah, so good. I love it. <laughs> The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA dot com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder.app. Chapter one, part two. Wow. Yeah, now, just to be clear, these are not parts in the book. These are just places we're stopping. Yeah, because there's only like four, four chapters. chapters right? Yeah, so we have to find a place. So we're, we're stopping after, after natural scenes. Yeah. And this natural scene is her first night and day in the monastery. Or the chateau. Chateau, excuse me. Yeah, I said yeah. monetary, yeah. So just quickly what happens is in the middle of the night, which is really the crack of dawn, her valet comes in and stands her up in bed and beats her with a riding crop. Yeah, beats but he does some things and... that I think as a submissive are telling because he has his own procedure. So although he's the valet, which could mean he's a dominant in training, this is kind of what I suspect. He's a top, but not a dominant yet. So he's in mentorship training. That's what a valet is. Yeah. And so he definitely is following the procedure. He specifically walked in, opened the bathroom door to let the light shine just enough that creates light for her, but no light on him. 
Like this has all been planned. This isn't sure. like by accident. Sure. He has a process and then he moves her chains. And the reason this is important, because as a submissive, to know what's coming, not that you have to know, but to have a procedure like that to know what's coming is an interesting prospect for a submissive. Well, for her, it's her first day. She had no idea what's coming. No, she doesn't, but she's learning well, very she has quickly. to learn quickly. Well, right. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Learn quickly. Yeah. So then this is the typical thing that they for, foreshadowed in the earlier section yeah. where they said the valet is the one that will beat you every night. Yes. Or more. Well, I assumed when they said that, that they would beat her before when she went to bed as opposed to in the middle of the night. Right. So they got her up super early yeah. to crack a dawn to beat her. Yeah, but then what he did was he left her standing there, chained At to the, the roof. short chain, yeah. Yeah. Standing in that kind of like that chain to cross the ceiling. Right. position. Yeah. So she can't have relief and curl up on the bed or anything. She has to remain standing. And he whipped her with a riding crop on her back. Four and, times. And whipped her on her thighs. And I don't know if it was four times on her thighs, but yeah. it sounds like several times. Yeah. And then he left, left her, her screaming and Yeah, and, and he told her to turn and she didn't turn. So then he turned her. Yeah. Which could mean, you know, if she thinks through this, that he gave her an extra stroke in the moment. Right. And didn't announce that was punishment for not turning. Right. Or she's going to have punishment. But let's keep going on because there's more to come. <laughs> yeah. So he leaves her there and she sort of sleeps standing, chained to the Well, she's mesmerized by the only watches, thing she can see is well, the, out she's the window. Watching, she's watching the light come up in the morning. Yep. And she sees the trees and the poplars. And on a gradient, she sort of gets the day rising. And then she sees a gardener out there and she realizes... She's got a floor-to-ceiling window. He can look in and watch her. And it says in the book, he can see her and her marks. So that's how that's that's how how visible she is. Visible she is. But even so, you have to get back to what a submissive sees. I get that she has that, but she also knows where she's at at a chateau. The gardeners know what this chateau is, right? So the idea is they've probably been instructed to not Google and ogle and that kind of thing as well, or maybe they've been instructed to do that. Yeah. Right, either one, but it's been orchestrated. Sure. This is not just a fly by night little place like, oh, happenstance happens. Right, right, right. So she can look out and see that these things, and she's noticing, think about it the way it's written, things that a submissive would notice. There's a tree, there's a purple tree, there's a gardener, there's a path, right. there's, a, there's a lawn. She's starting to see what's, where she's at. Right. Because she, remember, she was blindfolded right. and brought in to the drawing room at sure. the very beginning. Yeah. So this she is has no context. This gives her context. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Then the two women come in to bring her breakfast. And, and said, eat quick. Eat quick. Like now. Yeah. They also said, we're going to come back and make you up. You're going to have to be on duty this afternoon. Yeah. You get to sleep at this time after breakfast and then you will be on duty at noon and you'll be in the library or drawing room yeah. and you'll have to be serving Alcohol liqueur and, yeah. and coffee right. and tend the fire. Right. Which who knows what else is who knows? required of right. her. Right. And that we can only talk to you in the now. first 24 hours. Right. After that, we don't talk to you. After that, there's no talking. Right. Which is weird to me. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. But they leave and then all of a sudden her lover's there. With another man. With another man. And what happens next is a series of 
interactions with both the other man and her lover where he's eating her where, out, he's fucking her. Yeah, like she's where coming her hard. lover is gifting her to this man as yeah. the first one. Yeah. And she's coming hard with this man. And yeah, she, she's squealing and making sounds that she recognizes she's worried that her lover will hear. And this guy takes her in like what looks like two strokes and then he comes. It's hard to tell. Yeah. It's hard to tell. But the way it's written is like pump, pump, and done. then he's done. Yeah, yeah. But I also thought about, I remember telling you when you're reading like pump, pump, you're done. Well, but think about it. If it's just for his satisfaction. Right. Right. If she's a slave and she's to be used as a vessel then whatever it takes. And maybe he's a two pump wonder. And so he gets done yeah. and then Renee's left with her yeah. for sloppy seconds. And basically, which he does, and then reminds her that he loves her and those right. kinds of things. But he also leaves her with the next time I whip you, I'm going to whip you till you bleed. Yeah. Which she was wondering during the whipping, does, did my lover request this? Right. She's trying to process like what's happening to her. So I have some thoughts on this. Basically thoughts only because we just had a high protocol scene and I'm flash forward and I get that in a chateau like this, they probably don't have time to, well, they should. If I was a dominé of a chateau, I would have time, but they're men. So let's just say they're cads. And so they don't have time to train. What I notice is she has not experienced the crop before. No. And so all of a sudden she's just being mm -hmm. lambasted with the crop. Now, it made welts, but on virgin skin it makes welts. So who knows what that all means. It's not about how hard she was hit. That's not a contest. But if you're training in a slave or a sub, and I would say this even more, sub or slave, to train them to accept the marks in a way that ultimately I think the dominants want them to have, unless they're all just brutally sadistic and they just want to have terror in the women they're using because that's how they get off. I would equate that more to the, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it, the abuse side, right? Sure. It can be in a slave submissive role, because I've felt this way before, that I will am willing to sacrifice my needs for my dominance needs. That's pretty easy for me to do, right? I'm lucky I'm with a dominant who cares about my needs and develops me. But what I'm very clear about, specifically today in my scening, was that I've been trained and brought along in such a way where I had access to things on the impact side that allows me to experience things newly. And my experience of how you've reacted to today's scene would be that here I am hitting you as hard as I can and you're asking for more. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not in a competition mode or anything. It's literally, that's my experience of the event. And so our scene today could have gone on and on but I was slowly losing more of myself. And what I mean by that is I was losing concept of time and being able to keep track of my cane count and those kinds of things. And not that that's really necessary, but there's a point where if I lose contact with that, then I lose language. And then I lose the ability to tell you where I am in the scene. Like I can't give you any clues or advocate for myself in any way and the danger of that would be you proceed down the path too far and break me, right? Without knowing, sure. to be honest. 
I'm very aware of the whole, this is her first night. So no one warmed her up. At the point that she got used by the valet, there was no punishment coming. This was just the normal stuff that happens. Why they didn't warm her up? What's happening there? And then people would say, well, that's because she's a slave. They can do anything they want to her. Okay, but I haven't heard any agreements from O. Yeah, we don't know what O's was up to. We don't know what her agreements were preceding this whole experience. We have no idea. She's trying to prove to her lover that she loves him and she'll do anything for him. I mean, that's clear from the writing. Right. But we don't actually know what agreements they've made about this. So that's missing. Yeah. And when we watched the movie, it was like there was this tacit agreement about her submission. But it went quickly from they're driving around in a car and he's fooling around with her to she's now a slave in a chateau. Well, and that's the thing. It was somewhat manipulative. Yeah. Let me be honest. In the movie... And even in the book so far, I'm not that impressed with Renee as like, he can't fucking do this. Like he wants her to be something, but he can't fucking do it. Like where is his training? Where did he get any training? No, no. He seems like a pretty naive dom. I don't even know if he's dom. I think he's a partner who doesn't have the experience or knowledge. I think I'm not that impressed on both sides of the slash. You have to be trained. I don't think just one side. I'm not that impressed with the, domination that's occurring so far it's more sadism than domination it's sadism and it's hard to discern whether there's agreements right well i just think it lives in the world of sadism as opposed to domination so the women that are she interacting with they're operating like they're afraid like they're afraid right so they're living in a, in a world of fear which means which is what we consider slave no agency at all no agency. so that's why they follow the rules of not right because that would be punishment right right she, for example, when she was with the other person, when Renee was there holding her down, she, she recognized yeah. she was looking in his eyes and they're not supposed to look at anything above their waist, right. basically. Look at their member, basically. And, which she, is fine. I like looking at your member, <laughs> but I also like looking up into your eyes right. because I feel like I have attached to your essence, your soul, when I see your eyes watching you grab your cock right before you mouth fuck me right? right that's a huge turn on i can't imagine it that it isn't a turn on for you as well and so i can't imagine these guys unless they're into what i would consider more of a rape situation well, it's just power right it's not a it's not a it's not relatedness at all there's no relatedness i get this, it yeah. i get it I, I get that people get off on that well in this writing what's occurring is in the world of sadism not and sadomasochism, not domination and submission. There's no agreements that we are aware of. And Renee responding to her after her beating and her fucking is saying, I love you. Oh, and I'm also going to make sure you whip till you bleed. Right? So, so it's not... With with no prior knowledge that, that O's had any impact play up to this point. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, it's, it's kind of goofy. It's interesting. I mean... We can make assumptions. Yeah, you know? so about the story. So what I'm interested in is as you read this book mm-hmm. and as you listen to the story of this woman being moved into sexual slavery, mm-hmm. as you compare it to your own experience in your own life with me, 
there's something you're comparing, contrasting, sure. considering. So what's your experience of this story so well, far? I'm, I, I don't, I'm trying to emphasize today that because we just got out of a high protocol scene, yeah. I'm still pretty subby. Right. How thankful I am for you to be aware of where I was in my journey thus far and what needed to transpire to bring me along to explore myself, which I'm just going to extrapolate here and say that I think has, based on today, that has brought me to a place where I have access to something I've never thought was possible or could imagine. You know, today I stop because I, I stop not because of the impact. I mean, I'm very clear about that. I stopped because I could no longer keep track of where I was in the scene with time or with the count of the cane strokes. And why is that important? Because at some point I felt, because I was in this zone, like I would, just like I had when I was a distance runner, I would check out and just go on autopilot without any concern for where I was physically. Like I would disconnect from myself. Now that's much different than being detached from a situation. I mean, it sounds like detached, but it isn't. I just mean today in particular, I was chained at the neck and the wrists, which chains for me are a, it's, it's my kryptonite (laughs) as a sub. It is. And it is, pulls me in a direction that I never knew until you first put the chains on me. But it pulls me in a direction where I drop into a subspace where, I mean, I could just keep going to the point of of my own injury. And of course, you don't break your toys, so you would stop before that. But the whole point is, would I make meaning out of that? You know, those kinds of things. And so when I hear this, I hear... I hear we've read some things about the author of O, of the story of O, and why she wrote it. And she wrote it as a love note to her lover, basically. She was afraid she would lose her lover at the time, who was older than her. And I felt a lot of kinship with her. She felt like she was just a plain Jane kind of person and thought she needed to do something above and beyond. Yet her vocabulary and imagination and her adventurousness was well beyond the average person, but she didn't give those credit. That's her story. And she went with, I wasn't a beauty, so therefore I could lose him. So she wrote this, this whole book for him on that basis. But what I'm aware of is, you know, I've been in that space where my story was working overtime and I thought, well, why would he want to stay with me? I mean, it isn't just about fucking. Anyone can fuck. And it isn't just about impact, because anyone can get impact. What is it about me that makes this journey particular? And what I've learned from my experience and from you telling me, because I I trust what you say, is that this is magical what we're experiencing. Like today was magical. Quite literally, the time you took with your training of me and finally understanding that I needed a daily maintenance spanking. And we did that for, for a long time, right? About a year. Yeah. And then it shifted because we went into some other areas like anal April and other things, which shifted my focus, right? But 
I didn't lose what I had accumulated. And so now we're at a place where I'm able to read my body in the scene as you're warming me up, which is just bizarre because before early on, when I was young into impact play, I was only experiencing the impact you had right then and not able to discern what was happening. Just, oh my God, that's impact. Now I'm like, oh, this is great. This is great energy. This feels good. Yes, he feels like he's hitting all the right places. Like all the parts of my ass are being warmed up like I need it to be because I know where he canes me. So I know where he needs to warm up. And then we go to caning And today you did something different. You do normally a tapping cane, you know, not very hard, but kind of a hard stroke. It's very, it's very intentional caning of warming up my ass. And then you did this really fast one. It changed my whole neural system. Like it changed everything. Like I could have, in essence, sucked my thumb while you were doing that. Not to say it wasn't impactful, because I don't want to ever say (laughs) that what I'm experiencing is not impact as such that if anyone else felt it, they might think they're going through the roof. Because I know when you gently tap me with a cane in the early period, I almost went through the roof. But now it's like a reminder of what's to come. And the many taps were some kind of weird forecasting of what would happen. Like, I don't even know how to explain to you, but then, like you said, I experienced my caning differently than you did. You said that your experience of my caning was strike one, and there was a long period of time before I asked for the second strike, long period of time. And then all of a sudden I started asking for strike after strike. It's amazing that you say that, and I believe you, that's your experience of me, but I didn't experience it that way at all. I thought I was very segmented on what I was doing. Sure. But I was already losing track of time by that point. Yeah. So what you're basically saying is that your experience of yourself as a masochist has occurred on a gradient over time with training. Training. And what O's experiencing is like a different kind it's like of punishment like ongoingly. Punishment. Yeah. It's like, so that's why I'm saying that's it's the, the world of sadism, right? It's not yeah. mas- it's not sadomasochism in the sense of DS. It's just sadomasochism. It's just sadomasochism, period. And it's interesting, which makes sense in a way, because she's not getting that from her lover. This is happening from other people. She's being dropped into a scene. Right. Versus her lover doing something in an S&M type role. Yeah, her lover is like missing the opportunity. He's missing it, big time. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!